Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. Roxanne Durhodge. Thanks for tuning in again for Authentic Living with Roxanne. Today I have a special guest, Jamie Tates. And Jamie and I are both uh, members of the Forbes uh, Business Executive Council. So we were so, so fortunate to uh, meet each other there not too long ago. So Jamie, th- welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Jamie brings a unique background. Uh, she's a CEO of the Keystone Group International, and I had the privilege of hearing her present uh, recently um, at a health and wellness um, HR initiative um, at the Forbes Executive Council. Uh, and I was quite impressed. And I thought she would uh, add such value to her show. So I wanted to jump right in. And we talked, you talk a lot about um, superpowers and, mm-hmm. um, and, I read about your superpower, but I want you to tell people a little bit about what you do, how you do it, and how you use your superpower with leaders. Yeah. So Keystone, I started it seven years ago with the intention of really helping leaders um, help them lead to grow their businesses, right? In that small and mid-market space. And And as our services have evolved, what we really do is we help leaders understand how their business strategy, how their own leadership development, and the culture of the organization all kind of mix in the middle to create a competitive advantage for the business, which is ultimately what we want, is the business results, right? It is being able to achieve those finish lines that we're trying to achieve. Um, And along the way, right, there's been a lot of evolution of our services as we started to realize where the gaps were for leaders in being able to actually achieve that. And one of the biggest gaps we talk about superpowers is leaders not knowing their innate strengths and how to bring them more fully to the table, right? Part of it is that it's sometimes harder to see our strengths where other people can see them because they don't have the same strengths. And so they recognize them in us. Um, But getting through with that to leaders and what you talk about with authentic heart leadership is when you can tap into your superpowers, you become a stronger, more confident and more effective leader because you know thyself, you know who you are and you stop trying to be that leader that you reported to and you, that's how you thought you were supposed to lead three years ago is you just become who you are and people trust that, right? No matter what your personality is. And so that's kind of our philosophy. And when we talk about leadership, we're talking about everybody in an organization, not just people that have direct reports because we've realized over the last year is that anybody in an organization can lead meaning bringing ideas to the table, having influence, right? Driving conversations and the right solutions for customers. You do not have to have direct reports to be able to do that. Now, how open, how open have you found leaders to really delve into that concept of leader know thyself? So in our 
workshops that we do, we start at the surface because you've got, it's got to be approachable, right? This isn't something like, I mean, your background is a psychologist, that, that's a whole different conversation and depth you can go with them. But for many people, that can be a scary entry point, right? To go that deep. So assessments help. And I know you have assessments as well. They help to just kind of open the door. Now I always say, just kind of crack them open a little bit so that the information can flow in is those help with self-awareness, but the superpowers and, and why that's approachable is we just have people assess, like, what are your innate strengths? What are you really good at? What do you enjoy doing? So as you would say in the flow, right? What are those things that put you in the flow? Because if you can do more of that and bring that to whatever you're trying to accomplish, people are going to uh, trust you more authentically because you're showing up in this natural space. And so we try not to make it too psychological at the beginning, because it's just more of them examining, what am I really good at? Exactly. And it's the question that I asked you when you were on the podcast, what's your superpower? And just getting you used to talking about it, because most of us are like, it feels arrogant to talk about what we're really good at or the things we have that maybe other people don't, but the world needs that. Exactly. The world needs us to bring those gifts. And so it's just getting the leader to open up about that. So kind of delving, but not going too deep too soon, because it's like anything else. And I think, I don't know if you would agree with this, but a lot of leaders are so, they're high functioning people, right? Without a doubt, right? And they often don't stop to think about limitations or, or even in their training, in their MBAs or, you know, in whatever backgrounds they've had, they've always kind of been high functioners. So I often say that high functioners sometimes forget some of the things that we talk about energy and okay. uh, some of the basic things, you know, to, to take care of themselves. So to go too quick ahead of them, I could see how that could be. What do you want to talk about that for? Right. So again, it's this journey, like any of us, right. To get to really understanding ourselves to knowing who we want to be in the future. It's not a half an hour, sit down, right? It's, it's a, it's years of kind of just digging a little bit deeper and listening to conversations like this and reading books. And, and it's, it's just all of these dots that we have to connect. And, and there are moments in there where you can have a breakthrough, right? With a leader, like, I get it. I see it now for what it is. Um, but you've got to make it approachable because we're busy. And we're, you know, we don't want to feel psychoanalyzed and right. We, we, but, and we have to discover it for ourselves, right? So as a coach, you and I, we're just leading you. We're not telling you who you are. We're leading you to who you already are. We just need you to realize it. And so I think that yeah. is leading. Yeah. And to have them listen in a different way. Right. Right. So I think that's the gauge that most coaches use. Now I'm curious, right? So we're talking about eventually you kind of delve down. So we're talking about, you're talking about the leadership or leadership teams and that whole concept of where everybody's leading really in every element in corporate culture, I would say, you never know where the next innovative idea is going to come from, right? Right. So it's about keeping everybody engaged and happy and hence they're going to be innovative and productive. When you, people coming to you now, I know we're in a different time compared to say 14 months ago what do you find how are people coming to you now are they coming in a reactive state are they coming with more of a level state where they want to actually make change what are you seeing out there in the market with leadership uh, needs now it's really promising actually and i just was having this conversation yesterday with a leader that 
you know, our business has grown exponentially in the last 14 months since January of 2020. And the reason is, is we're not saying anything different than we were saying before, but people's minds are now open mm-hmm. to what we've been saying for years and years and years, because we've all been forced into self-reflection. We've all been forced into uncertainty and uncomfortableness that maybe we weren't before. And the playing field leveled when all of this happened. What we saw with a lot of our leadership teams is, you know, last March, April, May, when it, it was really bad. As leaders, we didn't know the answer any more than our employees did. Like this was not something we could solve for them. And it was humbling for a lot of leaders to say, I don't know the long-term answer here. All I know is we've just got to keep moving forward. And, and, and they tapped into something different. And so what I would say is how it's changing is they're asking different questions, right? They're, they're thinking differently than they were before. It's, we're not there yet, but they're open to having different conversations. And I give the um, example of, we have a gen- large general contractor that's a client. So, right, building large commercial buildings, tons of field staff, laborers, right? Men's men, like, you know, kind of rough around the edges people. And a couple months ago, I was doing annual planning with their leadership team and their general superintendent, who's the guy that runs all the field staff, right? He's rough around the edges as well. Wonderful guy. But he came into the annual planning and said, if we do nothing else for the next two full days, we need to solve for how to help the mental health and help our guys in the field. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, the same leader would have never, that thought would have never even come into their mind. Now, part of that, I truly believe it's impactful for us because it's part of the work we've been doing with them, but part of it's also the place that he's at, mm-hmm. right? The things he's recognizing in himself now that he knows others are dealing with. And so you're hearing these beautiful stories of leaders just saying, I need to care about my people mm-hmm. and how I do that. I got to figure that out, but it's just right now, it's not about drive, drive, drive to the next finish line. It's about care, which is what we call conscious leadership right? It's a different level of leadership and not everybody's there, but we're seeing the evolution of people saying, maybe there's a different way and a better way for me to lead. And maybe I have something to learn. So on a, out of something really adverse, we can say that right. leaders have had to develop skills that maybe potentially would have been a nice to have. Now it's a must have. Correct. I mean, Forbes declared emotional intelligence, the EQ, as the number one leadership skill of the next decade. Right? It's always been there. We've been talking about it for 10 years, but now it's a requirement. It's no longer a nice to have. People are not gonna stay at your organization or within your department or division if, if you don't care about them at some level. So leaders are being kind of forced into the change, but I, I'm glad to see leaders that I wouldn't have expected walking towards it and saying, all right, help me do this. So if you have leaders that are thinking, you know, this, this conversation makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Where would they start with say, you know, a company like yours? What, what, what would be, what, what's your process? Let's say a leader says, I'm thinking, you know, I need, I, I, I think I have a pretty good staff, but I can see that there's need to make some tweaks, but I just don't know where to begin. What, what, what would you do with someone like that? Yeah. yeah. 
Because of the work we do at the intersection between strategy, leadership, and culture, you know, we always recommend we've got a baseline. We've got to understand where we're at today, like truly understand to know how, where we go from here, right? And how we make progress. So whether it's working with that individual leader and that's what they need, or it's, it's a culture baseline, right? To help them understand because culture is a leader's choice, whether it is your department or it's a division or the entire organization as a leader, you, what you control, you, you do control that subculture or that culture within your organization. And it's your choice and what that looks like and feels like. And so oftentimes we'll come in and we'll be coaching a leader, but we'll take it a step further to say, how does this translate into the impact it has on the rest of your organization? Because that's where their blind spots sometimes are, is they can be a really great person, but they can have gaps in their leadership that are causing issues, right? And other people in the organization to not be as fulfilled right? And to not be as high performing. And so it's often tying the two together and kind of turning the mirror and saying, here's the Delta between the skills you bring and what the team needs. That's the gap you need to close. And so that's usually the work is it's a lot of self-awareness, which, you know, many leaders do on their own to some extent through listening to podcasts and reading and that, but, but what they oftentimes need is that, that coach or that person to help them cross the chasm right? That, that, that hard piece that they can't do on their own. To kind of look at yourself from a, a lens, a bit more objectively away from you Correct. and kind of feed it back to you. Like you said, it may not be, you know, you're not going to go deep really quick, but they're recognizing, mm, I, you know, I, I see one, like, you know, I often say, what's your stress signature. And if you don't understand what it is, right. you may be reactive in certain scenarios or maybe there's certain personalities that you know you get into these business units and you seem to have the kind of same kind of patterns of interaction Um, kind of looking at that and saying okay well let's look at what happens what is it that triggers you with this business unit that you don't have with this business unit right Um, and how come you're able to flow so well but this business unit actually you know seems like overall it'd be you know a lot more difficult tasks at hand, but you flow here, but you don't hear, right. you know, yes. and those types of things. So I could see how that that would make so that, like you said, the gap between what they are, which they may be phenomenal, right. and but their teams still not their behaviors aren't translating um, with into actionable um, steps that their team are able to see it as different. Right, and has to own instead of be the victim. That's the biggest piece is they have to own it. So perfect example, I had a conversation with a leader within an organization that is on their fourth CEO in four years, right? Talking about culture and this leader's like, I don't even know how to help the organization right now because each CEO that we've had, had a different style, had a different personality. And it's like whiplash for the organization. And she said, what guidance can I give to the new CEO two months in? And I said, tell them to listen and not come with solutions. They have to respect where the organization is at and has been in this this journey that the people have been on, which is painful, right? With that much change, their number one job is to just listen and pay attention and diagnose where they're at before they come in with, I'm going to save the day. Here are all of the things I need to do. 
And you have to really just be aware of where your team's at. And that's what's happened over the last year is leaders have realized leadership is hard because each human that I lead is different. And if I think I can take one approach and it's just going to make everybody happy, that doesn't happen. People need different things from us. And as a leader, we need to be able to diagnose what each person needs to get from here to here or to grow or to be challenged. And leaders have to stop and figure that out because it's their number one job. So vulnerability, they have to come in and say, yeah, I've seen that you've kind of been put through the spin cycle quite literally four times in four years. And I'm the new person. So I'm here to learn so that, you know, creating that transparency, um, what we, you know, in, in authentic leadership, they talk about a relational transparency. So coming, saying, wow, this has been tough. I'm here to understand. I'm here to learn. Tell me more. Which, again, that becomes a destratified kind of perspective of communication, right? No longer top down, but, um, you know, kind of side by side. Help me understand so I can be a better leader uh, because you have the information, uh, lots of information that I need. Right. And the concept I actually write about it in the book called No One Wants You to Be, No One Needs You to Be Their Hero. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, our job is not to be, we have superpowers, but our job is not to be the superhero and save the day for everyone else. Our job is to make them the superheroes of their own stories. Right. So we oftentimes feel like we have to fly in and solve the problem, right? And yay, you, we need to empower them to solve the problem and be the superhero for them. And that's what that is, is the listening is, how can I help you win? How can I help you solve this problem or have success, right? Instead of me being the one that saves the day. And that, you know, I always say that a great leader um, knows that they can lead, but they don't have to lead because everybody around them has the capacity to lead on their own. I love that. You know, so it's, but it's again, it, like you said, it's that awareness piece. So I often say the aware leader is aware of him or her space. And that allows them the capacity to read other people's spaces and recognize, you know, the incongruence that may exist or some people you're in alignment with, right? Just absolutely. You just flow. There are a lot, there's affinity, but then there's people that maybe think differently or they approach things differently, but with, without not, without that awareness, that may be perceived as a threat, but with awareness, all it says is, wow, interesting. Jamie thinks differently. Why does she think differently? How does she approach this problem? You know, what is it that I'm not seeing? And that that's where the, you know, and again, with, with psychological safety, which I often talk about in my, um, my keynotes is about if people are not feeling safe and secure to be able to, to verbalize what they're truly needing. And then there, there's not the capacity for them to relax, develop trust. And when, when people are in that trusting space, there's so much possibility. What you're talking about, you're just managing them. Because if they don't have that psychological safety, you're not really leading them anywhere. We're getting the job done, right? We're getting to the finish line or the deliverable, but it's not a leading thing, it's a managing. Right, and delineating between both of them, right? So some leaders think they're really leading, but in fact, um, they're, they're, they're managing and to understand. And I think to some degree, 2020 and 2021 has brought leadership people to the point where they're realizing we really truly, truly have to lead. Right. 
and they've recognized their own gaps. That's really what I hope comes out of this because we all have them. You, you know, leadership, you're never done being a better leader. And so we need to just, we need to have people that can help us see those things, but we need to do the work to say, where are my gaps? Where am I superpowers? But where are my gaps? And I know we're going to, we're running out of time, but I have one question for mm-hmm. you. What is the top concern from a, from a, a health perspective that you're seeing CEOs today that you're dealing with? Um, well, it's, it's burnout, right? It's, it's mental health at all levels of the organization, but it, there's added pressure, right? There's, there's, there's added weight on the shoulders at the top of the organization um, to have the right answers all the time, right? They're feeling the pressure. And, and, and what we're talking to our executive team clients about is your job is not to have the end answer crystal ball to what we need to do. It's to have the right next answer and to be able to ask the questions of your team and engage your team, right? So take the burden off of you and and not put the burden on someone else, but just realize you're human, right? Well, we've all experienced, no one had the right answer. No one knows what's going to be happening a year from now. And hopefully it's better than what it is now, but we have to give ourselves some grace. Because otherwise, I mean, it's going to kill us as leaders, meaning the stress and the compounding. And that's my biggest fear right now. And so we're talking to all of our leaders. Um, You know, I think of that analogy when you're on an airplane, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first, more than your child next to you, because you can not be good for anyone else unless you have your own on. Mm -hmm. And leaders need to be reminded of that right now. And it's, they're the only ones who can solve that for themselves. I like that. I like what you said, the next best answer, right? Right. Just not, not to look too much far ahead, which really, I think if anything, we've, we've had to, you know, what uh, this time has done for us is to make us all pause. And as much as it's been negative, there's been so many positives that have come in there, but again, it, it, with leadership teams that puts even more pressure on them um, to, to, to feel the, or think that they should be leading um, all the time and not taking that break. And in fact, that's where I think the burnout's happening is people working from home and, you know, and, and then every, we're all electronically connected and those types of things. What I found is that uh, even leaders feeling incompetent uh, because they don't have the answers, which like you said, they, they can't because none of us have the answers uh, based on this time, but to really kind of work internally more on their energy and their space and their psychological um kind of um you know inoculation i call it emotionally psychologically spiritually biologically how is it that you're optimizing your capacity um so that Mm -hmm. at the end of this you're not depleted uh you're actually you know able to bounce back and say okay so now i understand something a lot of things about myself as an individual at home for my family but also uh, as a leader that's uh, you know going to be leading my team for years now jimmy you talked about a book you wanted to tell us a little bit about it and if any any leadership teams or people are looking at um, you know chatting with you where can they get a hold of you yeah thank you so much so 
Um, the book uh, pre-order launches May 27th um, from at jamietates.com. Um, and it's, it's really, it was written just based on my journey. And the goal of the book is to, it's, it, you can classify this personal self-help, but the early indications of all the advanced readers are that it's a leadership book as well, is to normalize the journey and the points where we get stuck because we all get stuck. It doesn't matter how smart we are, how good we are, right? We reach those points. And so the book is really, it's called You Are Here, Kick-Ass Inspiration for Navigating Your Journey to Success. And it's meant to be a reference manual for leaders to just know that you're not alone, right? But this is the point where you're stuck and only you can take action to get yourself unstuck. So that's the goal of the book. Um, you can also check out Keystone Group International. It's keystonegroupintl.com to see our services, right? We have our full culture model there. You can download it for free. Um, you know, we're very much, we're a boutique firm. So we want to just have impact and be able to give people as many resources as we can um, to positively impact the workplace, right? And so that we can have organizations that send people home every day better than when they came in. And that's our goal. So tons of resources. Follow me on LinkedIn. Um, we do a ton on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. So always putting out great articles and great content that can just make you think differently as a leader. So would love to connect there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And again, what am I taking away? What's the next right answer. I think that's the most valuable thing uh, that if, if I'm taking away as a leader, but also for any of the leaders, what's the next right thing? Or uh, you can say to people around you to guide them through uh, the space that we're in. So again, thanks for your time, Jamie. And for everyone, look forward to checking out uh, things with you next week again. Uh, and if you're needing anything uh, on authentic heart leadership, you can reach me at roxannedurhodge.com. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxannederhage.com slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.